0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek back in Ocala, Florida.
2: I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 19th, episode 3165, brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World.
1: Ah, Wednesday, the day we cover Glenn's favorite topic, <laughs> horse health. And Jamie makes you feel better about yourself with the latest weird news from around the world. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday.
0: Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. I want to apologize in advance for my voice and uh, for the long pauses when I go on mute to cough. So uh, unfortunately, I did bring the Ohio crud back with me. Thanks, Ohio. Appreciate that. Uh, Or the American Airlines crud. I'm not sure where I got it. It's American's fault. (laughs) It could be. I was on the smallest American plane I've ever been on.
2: I I've talked about it on Monday oh, show about how you sent me a picture of you <laughs> oh, walking up into a six-seater.
0: <laughs> you no, know, it was one and two. So two on one side and one on the other. And uh, it, I had to bend over. I, I would have hit my head. Uh, you know, if you were more than five foot seven, you probably would have hit your head on this plane. Did, See, it pays to be short. Chad doesn't fly those little guys.
2: Uh. No. I mean, no, that? The doesn't.
0: rookies, the the brand new pilots get those little tiny planes.
2: Oh yeah, nothing more uh, c- comforting than knowing that you're in the plane with a guy who just got his <laughs> license.
0: Well, and there was a female <laughs> pilot, and she sounded about twelve on the intercom thing. So, yeah. Did she yeah. say,
2: "Oh my God, you guys"?
0: <laughs> she did say like flying. twice, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my God." we're flying with a 20-year-old. So uh, so they managed to get us back safely, so that was good. But it was tiny. I don't think Jennifer would like that plane. Um, And I am feeling a little bit better than I was over the weekend. And thank you for everybody for putting up with uh, all the shows over the weekend. You know, I met somebody. I met Sarah uh, Welk Bainum, who's been on our show before. She's one of our terrific auditors, and she came to the dinner the one night, and I got to hang out with her a little bit. And she's also an author, and I had forgotten that she's the author of horse books. I knew that part, but that we were in the latest one, and I wanted to give her an extra plug. It's called Impelled. One decision can change everything. And Jamie and I and Horses in the Morning are in the book. Uh, so- I
2: actually read that part because one of our listeners posted the page, and basically she's talking about the, the list, the the person, the character, is driving down the road and decides to listen to her favorite podcast, Horses in the Morning, and all of a sudden she finds that she's in Florida. Like, it was so cool!
0: <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. We're going to put a link to that if you want a fun book to read. Uh, you can go get that, and it's by one of her own. So uh, that makes four books we're in now. Uh, three of Lisa's and one of Sarah's. So the other authors out there in the horse world, you're missing out. Yeah, you put thing. us
2: in the in your book. We're going to talk about your book. That's right. You get <laughs> extra
0: plugs. So uh, thank you to Sarah for doing that. And it was good to see you again over the weekend. She's a lot of fun. It was good to see everybody over the weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit. How about we do some daily Winnies? So I have a happy birthday to Melissa Listicowl. And Rebecca Brasher, uh, and uh, also I wanted to thank everybody that stopped by to say hi this weekend. I, Jamie, I must have seen a hundred listeners, and it wasn't all auditors.
2: And it, you were at Equine Affair.
0: I was at Equine Affair in Ohio, and you know there were a lot of, there were a lot of people there a couple of days, and it would it just would find I, I, this was the first time you know they would find be at the booth, which you understand, right? We're at the booth, uh, and we had a nice booth thanks to Equine Network, thanks Equine Network for the nice booth and uh, our new logo looked great all over it. It was, it was really nice. But then even walking around, I had listeners stopping me. So uh, so it was good to see all of you, and thank you for saying hi. We really do appreciate that. All of them said to say hi to you, and why weren't you there, hi. which apparently you get the opposite when I'm not there. So um, I, I did have somebody ask me if you were my wife over the weekend, oh, and God. I don't remember who. And you and I have gotten that many times before, too. But uh uh, so, it was great to meet everybody, and, and of course, I did thank everybody that organized the meetup that we did. That was a lot of fun, too. But we did have a bunch of new auditors last week. I don't know what happened, but uh, Jolene Denny and Melissa, who we just had her birthday, it, it, she's a brand new auditor, Nicole Green, Julia Chaney, and Jessica Gross, all in one week. We welcome all of you. If you're not member of the HRN Auditor's Facebook page yet, you should be, just go Search for HR and auditors and ask to join, and we'll we'll let you in, and you can be part of the party that goes on in there. But we really do appreciate you all of your support. Oh
2: well, you know, <clears throat> I I have this really special ability to if I'm having a horse training problem and you get certified as a Monty Roberts trainer and you're having a horse trainer problem, you get to contact Debbie who then contacts Monty to answer your question. Okay. So I have this horse that came to start under saddle and he's like a ginormous monster. He's like eighteen hands. And his name we call him Ralph. So Ralph is a very fancy warm blood, has a very fancy name, but we just named him Ralph. And Ralph has this issue where when we decide to pick up the canner, he kicks, like kicks out, like not bucking, but kick, kick, kick while he's cantering. He only when he's cantering he kicks. So I videoed this, and I'm like, Debbie, could you please send this to Monty? Because I don't know what to do about this. I mean, aside from pushing it forward, but he's 18 hands on my round pin. You can't only push a horse forward like that so much, you know, excuse me. So I send the video. Monty looks at it and records a voice memo for me and says that this is a very, they just had a horse like this and the horse. Okay. The horse is reacting to his tail hitting his back legs at the canter, and it's just too much stimulation, and you've got to address the overstimulation of the tail hitting the back legs. What? And I was like, what? What?
0: That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I said. I was Horses like, have okay. been having tails forever.
2: I know, but apparently it's a thing. So, well, according to him, and I was like, okay, you know, like, I love Monty, but that seems a little crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a little out there. <laughs>
2: So he tells me what he's like. You need to get a crupper, a crupper, you know, for yep. the driving people. And so I fashioned a crupper, farm boy, and I did. Yeah, he's but like, that you know, doesn't
0: Listen, the tail up.
2: Just pay attention. Okay. It go- it's not a crupper that goes under the tail. It's oh. one that goes behind the, the back legs, right? Like right at the
0: oh.
2: – where the rump kind of goes down to meet the hocks. So like oh, the gaskin okay. area. Gotcha. All so right. you put a crupper around there. And he was like, and then what you're going to do with the horse tacked up is you're just going to slowly tie plastic like shopping bags to various parts of the saddle and then work your way all the way back to the crupper. And and that will get the horse to not be so overly sensitive to his tail hitting his legs. And I was like. Uh,
0: no, he's just okay. going to be freaking out about plastic bags.
2: <laughs> well, the, you know, you do it in a way that it doesn't, it's not an insta freak out. You don't just like tie plastic bags and <laughs> send them forward. And giddy
0: up. No, you like. Here you, form, very, you hop on while I do this. Yeah, very
2: <laughs> incrementally. And so we put the a plastic, but you know, you just rub it on them and you touch them with it and take it away and rub it. And eventually we got one tied to the syrup and then tied to the horn and then tied to the back and then eventually tied them to the crupper. And again, this horse is just cantering around. Fine. And we put the plastic bags on the crupper and send him out. He's never kicked without a rider on. I send him out with the, the crupper with the plastic bags attached. And he goes to kicking kick, 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 you know, and eventually he stops and he's, we put more plastic bags on and he's not kicking anymore. And then we put more plastic. And so this horse, if I would had done this to my thoroughbred, we'd be in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my God, this horse had plastic bags tied all over him. And again, it's done very slow. It's not a flooding thing. It's an approach and retreat kind of concept. And uh, But but I'm like, hmm, farm boy, Monty says his tail hitting his legs is making him <laughs> William crazy. <A>. Laughed. <laughs> and, and we're both like, well, I guess we'll. We'll do what he says, you know. Like I, I, no other thing. But of course, you're like, okay, this seems crazy. So we tie the plastic bags and send him around. Kicks stops kicking. I'm like, all right, let's get on. Farm boy gets on, send him around to the canner. Good God, the horse has not kicked again. I mean, what? Why did that work? It worked. He has not kicked again. It's insane. He gets on. We lope him around. He's like a big 18-year-old warm-blood. He's like, okay, do 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 Has not kicked again. Why did that work? I don't know. The man is an evil genius. I don't Horse understand.
0: Is of its own tail. I, I, I... It <laughs> just... There's uh, there's no explanation
2: for what like he just said like it was just too overstimulating and maybe that's kind of the party focus on was like the tail hitting the legs plus the rider and all of that well, I, I mean, don't
0: know yeah maybe looking at the video he could he just noticed the tail when the tail hit the leg they they kicked you that's didn't see that because you were working with the horse
2: because yeah. I'm a normal human. <laughs> Because why would I see that? And we did the dang plastic bags on the crupper, and lo
0: and behold, the horse is dang But We've ridden him five times since, and he has been fine. Does he kick? Did he <sighs> kick when running across his field? No!
2: Why does this work?
0: <laughs> it yeah, made bizarre. no
2: sense on how this man could look at the video and, and, and like, um like, it's a new one for me. And he's like, Oh no, we just had a horse. that You know, he's like, it's so weird. We just had a horse that was doing that and we did this and it worked. And so you try it. And I was like, you want me to tie plastic bags to a horse's hind end? Like <laughs> uh, what? And, and I'm just, I'm just shocked. Like, that I, I I mean the man well, I just guess that's continues better to cut to the Tail me. off,
0: right? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. We're just allowed his tail off; he'll be fine. But I don't. I just what amazes me is how that has sounded so insane, and yet here it is. It worked. I don't understand. So I had to give Monty my daily winning because <laughs> my God, the man is ridiculously awesome at all of that. So I'm sorry for, I'm not sorry. Like, it was awesome. So anyway. That's
0: that's amazing. I I would never have guessed in a thousand years a horse would be afraid of its tail.
2: No, no. (laughs) And it was just like, I I guess just the overstimulation of the tail hitting the back legs. And I I guess he saw in the video every time the tail hit him, he kicked. And then I started noticing him when he was kicking was when the tail was hitting his back legs when Farm boy's on him. Because I rewatched a bunch of the videos and I was like, God dang it, that's true. Because it just, when he was without a rider, he didn't clamp his tail down. It was up in the air a little bit. You may never
0: see that one in your entire career again.
2: I may not, but if
0: I do, <laughs> you know what I'm to do. ready for it.
2: <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to give it to, first of all, thank you to Debbie for helping out and getting all that together and uh, doing all that. And then to Farm Boy for helping me execute because I don't have a crupper, but I had a breast collar and I was like, let's just turn around oh, on and tie. Yeah. Like, and so Mr. Boy Scout here is like, oh, I'll just do this kind of knot and we'll do that. And I'm like, okay, He's like, cool. <laughs> and... I would like everybody to pray to whoever you pray to. Okay? I'm I'm going to get serious for a second. Farm boy. When he leaves, I'm going to have to retire because and he's he's going into his senior year, okay? So oh, that means so he has to do
0: something over the summer.
2: He's a junior. Yeah, he's leaving yeah. me for the summer. He's going to go like do an internship for his career. Um and he's like really smart petroleum engineering, but Last year will be my last year with Farm Boy, and I've decided, like, I'm retiring after that because <laughs> I can't do this without him anymore. He's become too important. But I would like everybody to pray to who you pray to, because as of now, Farm Boy is testing to be in grad school Woo!
0: <laughs> at the same school.
2: One more year. One more year. At the same school?
0: He'll stay yes. there? Yes.
2: Yes. So if he gets into grad school, which he's been taking test after test after test trying to get into grad school, he will have to stay here one more year.
0: Okay. I need to make a note that Jamie's going to be grumpy from about May to oh, September.
2: Yeah. No, no. He'll be back in August. So okay. just, just pencil that in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. If Farm Boy gets into grad school, he will be here. He will be stuck stuck with me for a whole nother year so you pray to whoever you're gonna pray to (laughs) i need i need farm boy here another year so hopefully he gets in
0: (laughs) well we're gonna go from winners to i may you know i'm drugged up you know for the cold and i may be this just rubbed me wrong today (laughs) man you are one pathetic loser so this goes out to the state lawmakers in South Carolina. So they decided in the legislature of South Carolina Wait, are
2: you giving loser of the week to a government agency that is so weird? Yes, Carry to on. all
0: of them. <laughs> so they decided that the horse industry in South Carolina is taking a huge hit and they should do something to help it out. So they put a bill in place to help the horse industry. And one of the measures Uh, Now, get this. Who are we helping again, Jamie? The horse industry. Is made up of who? Horse people? Horse people. Who buy things for their horses? Yes. So they decided that one of the measures to pump cash into the horse industry would be a tax on horse feed.
2: Wait, what?
0: So to help the horse industry, we're going to put a $2 a bag tax on horse feed. So you've heard the saying, you know, we're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. This is robbing Peter to pay Peter.
2: Yeah. We uh, so so that the tax, the $2 tax, they put it on horse feed and then they're going to take those $2 and put it into wherever they see fit.
0: Yeah, in the horse in, in the horse world. So we're going to tax horse people who already can't afford the feed to help the horse people.
2: That's in South crazy. Carolina.
0: Only the legislature would come up with this. When I read that I was like, Am I the only one that sees that this is this is just stupid? You I, know what?
2: Egg prices is real high and to bring those prices down, we're gonna tax chicken food.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna check the tax the chicken farmers. I don't know. I just was like, Oh my god, I couldn't believe Has it.
2: Has it passed or No, is it was
0: fortunately rejected. Um,
2: Yeah, because it's stupid.
0: (laughs) They had a couple of other really dumb ones, too. Oh, speaking of really dumb ones, did you hear that California now is, is ready to pass the bill, which would require you to clean up your horse poop wherever you're riding? So you would have to get off your horse and clean up your horse poop or put a baggie or something on your horse. Well, Norco came out officially, the city of Norco, which we've been to. And there's more horses and chickens in that town than than people by about 20 fold (laughs) um norco has said we don't care what the state of california says we're not requiring that of our people wow can you imagine me having to get off the carriage on a trail to clean up the horse poop
2: well it it makes (laughs) more sense than me getting off of a 18 hand warm blood and picking up a 90 pound pile of poo and then putting in a plastic (laughs) bag and then putting it over my shoulder and remounting at least you can put it in the back of your carriage
0: welcome to california there you go. So anyway, there are my Remember couple. Remember
2: what my dad said when he was on the show. <laughs>
0: Who hey,
2: the hell do to live in California. California.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Yep. So <laughs> head on over to StatelineTech.com right now. Uh, by the way, we're going to have Jennifer on in sh- very shortly because we need to talk about Scooter and why there's a vet appointment that I didn't know anything about. Um, but uh, head on over... Wait, th-
2: your wife booked a veterinarian without telling you? That is so weird. I would never do that. Hey, babe, that's coming at three today. <laughs> but it's my horse. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so uh, you can head on right now to statelinetax.com On the homepage there, you're going to see a section called Maximize Your Tax Space where they have tack racks, hooks, trunks. When, when we were in the tack business, there were like three things that you could buy for your barn. And now there's pages of stuff that you can buy for your barn. There's every kind of tack and saddle rack imaginable. The only ones that we ever had were were the ones that hooked to the wall and had the fold downy thing. Oh, and they were really those. cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the old days, that's about what you had. Or you had the stiff one. That was the only two racks you had. But uh, right now, you've got a, your choice. There's about a million different saddle racks and hooks and all kinds of things for your tack room. They have them on sale right now at Stage. We just finished tack. building the shed.
2: So I Did need you? some of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. We, we built the tack shed. So
0: is it uh, anything in it yet? My tack is in it. Oh, you did and, put your tack in it? Yeah.
2: And, and then the husband starts throwing some stuff, and I was like, no, no, that's not tack. That goes in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to help me organize. Yeah.
0: Like, Don't put your stuff my in my room.
2: <laughs> yeah, get your stuff out of
0: my room <laughs> that no, you just built. He built it. Yeah, I was just going to say. Didn't he just build it? I but, paid for it. <laughs> uh, you know, they have all kinds of stuff in here, including the – and I saw one of these. The, it's the High Country Water Tank Tack Box Combo. And if you have never seen what this thing, is, I saw it at the show. If you've never seen what this thing is, go check it out. It's, it's search for go to State Line Tack and search for High Country Water Tank Tack Box Combo. It's a really cool idea. Um, but check that out. It's really cool. I was I, looking I at
2: the like High Country Halter House. It's it's a little house for your halters when you put them on the fence after turnout. I'm like, that's a really good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have all kinds of stuff now that you've never seen before. Uh, that's at uh, StatelineTech.com. All right, let's get Jennifer on here and find out why I get home from this trip. And I, she never said anything. And then the last night I was looking at the schedule for today, and I saw the vet was on there for Scooter. I was like, why? We have a vet coming out for My Pony today. So we're going to find out why. So, Jennifer, why did you book a vet appointment for My Pony and not tell me? <laughs>
3: Because you had have an unusually high threshold
2: of panic,
0: I do. I do panic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so let. First of all, Jennifer, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, second of all, so Glenn is out of town, and he's an equine affair. And you see something going on with the pony, and you decide to book the vet. But if you would have told him you were booking the vet to come see the pony, he would have freaked out. Yes. He would have spent
3: the entire trip away freaking out, worrying. Yes, it's better. It's like When kids go to Disney World, you don't tell them
2: until they're ready to board the plane. That's a good point because then they're like, when are we going? How many more days? What time is it? Yeah, all those things. Good call.
3: We spent a half an hour yesterday talking about why I did this. And, oh, my gosh, is Scooter going to die? Yeah. So so is
0: Scooter going to die? Is Scooter (laughs) going (laughs) to
3: die? In the greater scheme of things, eventually, yes. (laughs) <laughs> but I doubt if he's going to die from the potential problem that I'm having te- him tested for. All
0: right. So what's that? Why, why are we, what are we doing?
3: Uh, he is going to get a Cushing's test. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he is a little fat pony.
0: He's not as fat. He's a lot thinner than he used to be.
3: Glenn that, always says he's lost. No, but weight. he is. Is actually. that true?
0: He is. Thinner. Well, see,
3: here's the thing. That's why I'm having him tested. Oh, because insulin-resistant horses are stay fat on air. Horses with Cushing's can be stay fat on air, but one of the indications that they could have Cushing's is poor muscle tone and weight loss. Yeah, he
0: has lost weight. He's lost
3: weight, and his muscle tone's not very good. And one of the other things that's different between the two, insulin resistance and Cushing's, is with Cushing's, their energy level and their overall sense of well-being, they kind of get, they just get dull and grumpy. And Glenn, has he been dull and
0: grumpy? Yeah, he has been actually. But last, Jamie, last couple times we drove him, he, he never had did this before, but he, he would just stop, you know, and he just never did that before. He was like lethargic a little bit. Um, and I just thought mm. he was being lazy, you know, but then it happened a couple of times. So, and you know, of course, Jennifer thinks something's wrong. I'm just going, he's a lazy pony. Um, so so if it's Cushing's, what do you do?
3: There is medication that specifically addresses the pituitary issue that they're having. It's caused by a benign tumor on the pituitary, pituitary gland. That's the end of my scientific knowledge. Thank you
0: very much. I know we've, but done, sec- s- we've done segments <laughs> know, on this, like, but it's been many years. Been too
3: many big words. Yeah. But there's a medication for that, and you dial in the medication so they get only as much as they actually need, and it does a really good job of alleviating symptoms and helping
2: them feel better. It's called and, Pergolide, and um, Glenn, I would like for you to know that Duke is on Pergolide, and he's 30. See, so. I always
0: thought, and because I don't pay much attention to when you do the, when Jamie does the health segments. Yeah, um, you glaze over. Yeah, I yeah. glaze over. So I always thought Cushing's was from eating too much, but that's, that's not the case here. Um, so it's a pituitary thing?
2: Yes. yes. There's a, like she said, a benign pituitary tumor. And it just, so there's a medication kind of regulates that. John, good, good find. Good, good idea.
0: It's now, like what do you've they been do, doing Jennifer? podcasts. How you will they listening test to this it?
2: Stuff.
3: They do a, they do a blood test. Um, at least that's I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. There's a you can do two different kinds of tests. The blood test, where they put the blood in a tube and test it later, is the more effective newer test. There's another one they can do where they inject. I think it's dexamethasone, and they do some things. Um, I'm not sure which one doctor. They don't Hodge really do use.
2: that much anymore. So usually it's just a blood test. And when I was a kid, when I was younger, the blood test was kind of pointless because. You really, to to test the levels of insulin in their bloodstream, you had to take a, a blood sample every hour. But now they've got it dialed in so well that they can just take one blood sample and tell from that, apparently, according to my vet, because we did it for Duke.
0: <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> there we go. And what's See, the it- drug, Jamie?
2: Pergolide. Oh,
0: pergolide. Okay. It's
2: so cheap, Glenn. Oh, it's so cheap. Oh, it's thank, like, you, thank you, thank it's you. It's like it's free. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Why am I not believing that for some reason? Because, because
2: my, is going my <laughs> husband is standing behind me, so <laughs> it's like it's free. It's like well, so cheap.
0: I, I got to tell you, I'm happy you did this, Jennifer, even though you didn't tell me because uh, he. The, you're right. The last couple of times, it just he's been grumpy. He's been grumpy, unusually and, grumpy. You know, he usually likes to go on adventures, and he would. He did for about 15 minutes and then he would just stop and you know he's the bolter not the stopper so uh hopefully this but he's helps also to, very
3: strong opinion pony yeah.
0: so i mean yeah that's the problem it if makes can't sense quite, to rule out
3: medical issues
0: yeah you know? can't quite what tell, tell whether it's attitude or or you know physical so well there we'll keep everybody informed of uh what we find out about scooter there you go thank you jennifer Good and job, thank Jen. you for taking care of my pony you're welcome all right Thanks. You know, I'm glad she didn't tell me. I was sick and... I would have just worried about that and flown home early.
2: Well, then what would happen? You would have been like, let's go to Dr. Google. And then you would read all of the things. All the people dying
0: of Cushing's, all the horses dying of Cushing's. Yes.
2: Well, so I have a horse here that it's red, the horse that I bought in New Jersey that I've now sold to a child who boards him here. And he's lost a lot of weight recently as well. And so the vet's coming out today for him, too. However, I noticed he's a head shaker. And do you remember when I went through this with my Mustang Thor? They just stand out and shake their head up and down, shake their head and worry themselves. And so she comes over and I was like, you know, I think the weight loss, I think it's due to head shaking because he's just never still and he's shaking his head all the time. I was like, you know what? Go home and just Google head shaking syndrome. We've done podcasts on it. You can look there too, but just Google head shaking syndrome. And read about it. And so she was like, okay. And I said, we can treat him with medication. The vet's coming out to check him out and do some blood work and all the things. But let's just make sure. So um, I went back up to the house. And I Google, I was like, you know, let me see. Maybe I'll send her an article. And so I Googled head shaking syndrome. And it was, I might as well go gone to WebMD and put my foot hurt. And then, like, everybody's yeah, getting cancer. It it was
0: getting amputated. Yes,
2: yeah. Yes. And I was like, I texted her. I'm like, never mind. Don't Google that. Let's not Google that. Let's just get it. But it'd be like you Googling Cushing's disease. Like, oh, God. <laughs> everybody's gonna die it's lucky we're not dead already <laughs> i'm reading this from beyond <laughs> so good yeah We'll just let the vet handle it baby you, don't you worry about it
0: all right it. i'm gonna let jennifer and the vet handle it bye jennifer bye <laughs> i oh
2: i know you're doing great the next,
0: the next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. And now that we've done the horse health segment already, uh, we're going to change gears a little bit. And we're... A lot of you that listen to the driving show and the driving episode we did here at Horses in the Morning will remember Kathleen She's She used to come on every month and do our history segment. Well, I haven't done a Horses in History this month, and we're kind of combining the two today. She's going to come on and talk to us about horse snowshoes. And believe it or not, the Vikings made them and used them. They found one recently. She's going to talk about that and how snowshoes have progressed through the centuries. Well, Kathleen, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be back with you guys. Hey, I wanted to, before we get started talking about uh, horse snowshoes through history, which is something that I never thought I'd be talking about on the air, um, tell us about the Medieval Carriage Symposium you have coming up.
4: Yes. So this Saturday, April 22nd, we will be doing the Medieval Carriage Symposium. This is the third time that we are hosting this. We do it every other year. And I'll be honest with you, we have an amazing lineup. Um, We have three international speakers, one from Latvia, one from Sweden, and one from England. Um, And all of them are amazing topics, but the two in particular, our 1030 speaker, which is Anastasia Ropa, um, she's going to be talking about horse-drawn vehicles in the Radsville manuscript of the Primary Chronicle of Russ, and my apologies if I say that wrong. Um, but this is basically coming out of the Russian era uh, area. And um, the Redsville tells the history of Kivian Russ and its neighbors from the 5th to the 13th centuries in pictorial form.
0: I didn't and even know so they had carriages hundred- in the 5th century
4: it's the fifth through the 13th, but yes, we, we have them. Once we get the wheel, we're good.
0: Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. You but, think, yeah. If you think about it, they're pretty rough. Well, I bet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. So no springs available here. No, no. And, uh, but it is an amazing document and it's actually the preservation of it is a UNESCO project. And, uh, so that in and of itself, I have, I mean, I've been doing this for what, 25 years now almost. And I have never heard of this book. There's one in color copy one black and white copy and that's it Hmm. and so it's an amazing thing and it's really great that she is going to be sharing with us um the the images that are related to horse drawn vehicles
0: and there's 600 uh, color uh, illustrations obviously this is an online thing right
4: so she's joining us virtually um As you may have noticed, we don't have the greatest internet here. So we did make the decision not to offer a virtual component to it this year. Okay. So our speakers are joining us virtually. Unfortunately, everybody else can't join us virtually, um, because I wanted to make sure that our speakers had the absolute best connection that we could. And so we, but um, she does frequently speak on other topics. She, she, is quite the organizer. She has organized uh, things at the Medieval Congress in Leeds and the one in Kalamazoo, um, which are the, the two main ones in the, in the world, and does an amazing job of sharing horse history in general. And, um, and she's coming in to us from Latvia.
0: Wow. And where is where's the symposium being held?
4: The symposium this year is in Owasa, Michigan which is, is a different location than, we, <laughs> than the horse park in Kentucky. Uh, but we have access to a really amazing carriage collection, which we're going to see in the afternoon. And uh, before we go see that, we're going to learn about the carriages in the Royal Muse and in Sweden, uh, particularly Queen Christina's coronation coach. Her coronation um, in 1650 was the most expensive and lavish in Sweden's history. And the coach and the trappings are... Equally lavish. The collection that we're going to see, not quite as lavish, unfortunately. Uh, however, it is extremely practical. And they are 25 carriages and sleighs that have a connection to this uh, local area. And so we're going to have car- sleighs there from the Waffle Carriage Company um, and some other ones. So it's, I'm not overstating it when I say it's a really unique opportunity to come learn about this thing and uh, these things. And we're going to be holding. Host- seen it at DeFreeze, um, which is, I will spell DeFreeze for you because it's a little different different, it's D-E-Z is in Victor, R-I-E-S, and so it's going to be amazing,
0: Just All right, absolutely amazing. Well, we'll put a link to that in our show notes, too, in case somebody up that way wants to join you, uh, I'll put a link to the Facebook page where they can sign up. Now, the next question is, uh, you know, today I said, well, let's talk about something we've never talked about before. And you picked one that we've never talked about before, and that's horse snowshoes, which, got to be honest, I've Absolutely. never really thought about horse snowshoes. But you, you, you and I'm going to post pictures in, that you sent me, and Jamie, you can see the pictures at the top. They recently found one, right?
4: Correct. So the they found one in Norway, uh, a Viking-era snowshoe that was discovered in um, Labrine Le- Pass, which is Norway, um, and in 2019. So, you know, 2019 was right before COVID happened, and so I was stuck inside during COVID. So, you know, what better thing to do than make a snowshoe for your minis? Uh, so that's what we did. <laughs> And uh, so I think you you have a video of that, and trick and treat, which are our minis, were quite um, okay with that. So we gave them a few treats and And really, the amazing thing is is once you put these on a horse within a few minutes, they they can walk just just normal. Um, they're roughly two, depending on the size of the foot, two to three inches wider than the actual foot. So if you have a horse that's really narrow in the chest, it gets a little tight. but um, you know, they, you also have to. I will clarify this. You have to have the right type of snow, and I've only had the right type of snow here in Michigan for like three days. Um, so, not gotten a lot of practice with them. However, I can tell you that the ones that they that the Vikings made are still similarly used today.
0: Um, so, what did actually, the Vikings make it out? What was it made out of? I, I can't tell branches or wood or
4: essentially. Wood. Um, so you have to steam bend it. So you get about a one inch wide stick. Um, how long it is depends on the size of your horse's foot. They used birch. Um, I So we're, I'm actually teaching this at the symposium this weekend. And so we're going to make one. Uh, I did go ahead and pre-make them. And so I steamed 30-some grapevine leaves or grapevine leaves. Uh, Docks, I guess. I don't Branches, know what the yeah, actual word yeah. is. Branches. Yeah. And uh, bent them all so that they all go in a circle. Have you ever steam bent anything?
0: Um, no. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, I it's can an answer experience. that for you.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience. Um, you have two minutes once you heat this thing up. It, it, uh, it's a one hour in steam per inch uh, in diameter. So they, they steam for an hour. And once it steams, you have about two to three minutes to bend it to the form that you want it in. And, and then after that, you, you have to start again. Um, so you have to be quick. Now, of course, I assume that these people, you know, just steamed them over, overnight and moved them in the morning. We don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty, that, that, would, that would be the easiest way to do them. Um, and so they essentially become a circle. The wood becomes a circle around the horse's
0: foot. But how and do they hold in it the middle... The, yeah, what do they do to hold yep. it onto the horse's foot?
4: So in the middle, there's another circle. And then that circle is laced to the outer circle um, by plant fiber. So you cord whatever plants you have available, um, which is, is not hard. Um, it, and it was a day-to-day task then. And so you lace it together, essentially. Not unlike the, the way we make human snor- snowshoes, but with a lot less uh, snooze.
0: Um, oh, so, so they're kind so of then, like strips across, like y- snowshoes today? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, so it's a circle in the middle and a circle on the outside, and you're lashing them together. The one that they found um, has four points where it connects the inner circle to the outer circle. We don't know if that was a success story or if that was a failure one, because, you know, it was found in the ice and we don't know if it came off a horse or, you know, what happened. However, the one that they found was in very good condition. So um, clearly somebody who made it knew what they were doing.
0: Was it then just strapped was, to the horse's ankle? Yep. Or?
4: So it goes up and... There's different ways to attach them. Um, Sometimes you go around the foot itself because, you know, a lot of times there's an angle on the foot. So it clips over the toe. And we think that they, on these, with uh, leather straps, brought it up and went around the coronary band. And I know what everybody's going to think is that it's going to rub. It really doesn't rub um, when they're fitted well. There is some, you know, shrinking and pulling the first day or so, but these are horses are a, they're tough skinned. It's winter. Uh, so they have a lot of hair and, and these are pack horses. These are horses that have been working all their lives. Uh, so their skin is not tender and uh, it did not rub on our minis when we tried it. And we did use a, a wider piece of leather um, because they are not used to it and we did not have any problems. Now, the question you're going to ask is, well, do they still use this? And they do, but they use ch- small chains instead of um, the leather straps, uh, chains and, and um, pieces of iron.
0: So what, what countries use do they still today. Where do they still use them today?
4: So, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, there is still traditional trade routes. Um in Norway, and, and I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce
0: these names. Well, yeah, don't even bother. Town, so. We'll just go with Norway, yeah. because we're traveling there okay. next month and doing some research, and I don't know how to say any of the ports we're going to. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of so consonants and not a lot of vowels. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Um, so they do a reenactment every year. It's a traditional trade route. It's They do 40, day, 40 miles in 17 days. Through the snow. Um, and... So it's, yep, through the snow, in the middle of winter, uh, and it's a great reenactment, but they still use them on them. Um, the military used these up through World War II. Um, my understanding is the metal ones that are out there now are primarily left over as military surplus. Hmm. The other thing that happens is if you are in America in particular, and you are used to be running on a stagecoach, you probably had wooden ones wooden snowshoes that went on the horses to keep them from sinking in. Now, again, this is not for the snow that is two inches deep and and nice and powdery and soft. This is for the snow that's been down and is significantly cold. Well,
0: um, I imagine if in they Florida were, you
4: may not be able to relate to that. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I imagine if they were, if they were also going in in somewhat icy conditions, if they used the wooden ones, then they could actually put studs in the bottom, right? I mean, they of some sort.
4: And the and the other things that they would do was they actually would carve out spaces for the studs on the shoes. You, you know those really heavy wooden or excuse me, um, metal shoes that they used to have with the really big cleats in them. The, yeah. So the, they would actually make space in the wood for those cleats to go through. And they, they those snowshoes were expected to last years, if you took care of them. The snowshoes oh. that the Viking used, I don't think, lasted that long. Well,
0: I think that, um, yeah, because they made a plant material, they would have disintegrated at some point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
4: But um, huh. either way, it's cool. Now, I've had my first set of snowshoes for Over two years now, and they have not disintegrated. One fell apart because I didn't know what I was doing, but the other one is still going strong.
0: Look at you. Well, this is fascinating. I, you know, (laughs) learn something new every day in this show. I didn't have any idea about horse snowshoes. And I think there's some people up north this year after this winter that would have been glad to have horse snowshoes. Uh, Exactly. I wonder if it kept them from getting ice balls in their feet, too.
4: It would because the center ring flexes; it has the potential to flex, and so it would help. It would work like a snowball pad does now,
0: um,
4: with that the center that makes that little pop if you you know. And so it would work kind of like that, I I think. Um, And you know, this this type of thing has existed for obviously thousands of years, and is, um, you know, been the pattern that they're using has, has been successful. Otherwise they wouldn't still be using it today, but there is some people over in, um, this area that are trying to reproduce them and and have them available commercially. They're not there yet, but, um, Maybe in another year or so, we'll see them available commercially.
0: All right. For all our Michigan and Wisconsin listeners and Canada listeners, There yeah. you go. We'll, we'll keep you informed. <laughs> Kathleen, thanks a bunch. We'll yes. put a link to the Medieval Carriage Symposium this Saturday uh, in our show notes. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Kathleen. You know, at 3,200 episodes, we've never talked about horse no shoes before. <laughs> you know, these people say, you know, how, how after all this time— do, are you finding things to talk about? There's always new things to talk about. There's
2: just never stops.
0: (laughs) It does never stop. All right, let's hear from our sponsor, Daily Dose Equine.
3: I'm here with the mad scientist who developed Daily Dose Equine horse feeds, Janet Geyer. And I wanted to have a quick chat with you because Daily Dose Equine horse feeds are non-GMO whole food nutrition based. And a lot of people go, oh, that comes from a small dedicated feed mill. I won't be able to get that when I travel. They're wrong, aren't they? They are. You can get it through Chewy anywhere in the United States. Or if you live
4: locally in Maryland and Northern Virginia, you can get it delivered.
3: There you go. Chewy.com, it will deliver it anywhere you want. You can also schedule delivery in advance so you can have it delivered every x number of days and you can go in there to your account and change it every time you move horse show venues so check it out today dailydoseequine.com online or chewy.com
0: we're going to get to weird news in one second i just wanted to tell the auditors yes we will have a post show today i know it's been a while but uh we don't know what we're going to talk about we'll talk about something but
1: first we have to do this Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
2: You know what? Last week, we did not have any Florida stories, Glenn. None.
0: I was so proud.
2: Well, you can suck that pride right back. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to end Florida the day with... Today. Not all Florida, but... Pretty close. Um, I would like to thank the people who submitted weird news stories. If you're ever just reading the news wherever you get it and you see a story, you're like, oh "My God, that's so weird!" Email it to me, Jamie at horseradio.network.com with "weird news" as the subject line. Just like, ready? This is one week. Heather, Aaron, Kimberly, Laureen, Monica, Scott, April, Jolyn, Rosemary, Sandra. Anna and Carol
0: all did. Needless to say, we're not going to get to all of your stories.
2: <laughs> no, but for some people sent me, you know, th- there's a lot of people that send me the same story, so they get credit. You know, th- it, 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 I didn't have that many stories, but close. It was, I had to do some editing. Yeah. So we're going to start with just a real quick one. Um, And this is uh, poor Mimu. Poor Mimu was out in her field and there's some logging going on in, in behind Mimu's field. And so Mimu decided that that was too scary and jumped out of her pasture and went on a run. And Mimu was so scared that Mimu ran for 20 miles. <laughs> All over Harriman, Tennessee, there is body camera footage There's news crews swarmed. Why, poor Mimu, the emu, felt like running away.
0: (laughs) Can emus run for 20 miles? Oh, my God.
2: And at times moved up to 40 miles an hour.
0: I knew they were fast.
2: Yeah, Mimu the emu, twenty-mile chase, forty miles an hour. Now safe and sound back in her paddock. That is now being uh, lifted. The, the picture there's a the, being reinforced, and there's a picture of Mimu the emu in the car of the owners who took a selfie with Mimu while she was in the back seat. And they were driving home. <laughs> I mean, nobody loves, I'm sorry. The Bodyguard is one of my favorite movies, okay?
0: And I will always love you. I mean. That's got to be 20 years old now. I sound just like her. I know. I know yeah. It's I know. perfect. Uh, so we're
2: going to get some sort of like <laughs> letter of cease and desist for playing this music. Uh, but there's a lot of people who love The Bodyguard. And there's a touring production, a stage version of The Bodyguard. And it's all through Europe right now. But it is causing problems, Glenn. Apparently in Manchester, this happened in Scotland as well. But in Manchester, England, Friday night, they were hitting the big crescendo and And um, the patrons would not stop singing along with the musical songs, and they got so loud that there was people that were like, "Stop singing!" The other people were like, "I (laughs) know." That a riot broke out due to the bodyguard musical. They had to stop the show forcibly eject patrons from the theater <laughs> did this did your theater days ever move anybody to uh, no we didn't so we never had a riot no
0: <laughs> it was a riots cause no. um
2: yeah so the show was stopped and um the actors and actresses have gone to social media to show their disappointment and their sadness and their show being stopped because of a couple um individuals who were just too
0: yeah, but I got to tell you, you and I have both been to concerts where the person sitting behind you insists on singing every song and they oh, have, they're tone deaf. Yeah. We've all had that. Every, can I
2: please hear Blake Shelton sing?
0: Yeah. Okay. And you wanted to smack them every time. Now, occasionally, you occasionally, you'll get the one beside you that actually can sing and it's like not so bad, but it would be like me singing along and everybody <laughs> else having to listen to it. Uh, you know, I would deserve to be smacked.
2: It'd be like me singing and you trying to sing, sing it. Yes, like, that's right. Obviously, <laughs> it's a, yeah. So there you go. That is happening. So if you are no, going you and to I, the, the police
0: pol- would have came and escorted us out, there would have been a riot. They would have just taken us away.
2: Well, the riot happened and then the police came.
0: <laughs> Did they get arrested so, for singing? So.
2: They- it says here that the song made famous in the movie by Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, was drowned out over the sounds of tuneless howling coming from the audience <laughs> members.
0: <laughs> tuneless howling.
2: Tuneless howling.
0: That is a song you want to sing along to, though. It really is.
2: Nobody can sing that song but Whitney. And uh, the, one, the girl doing the show was um, one of the Pussycat Dolls. So, Oh, uh, well, then sure she could you,
0: probably do it, yeah. She
2: could probably sing it, but not like, you oh know. Oh, my
0: God, that's just incredible.
2: <laughs> hey, if you lose your phone in Houston and you use, do you guys use the Find Your iPhone app?
0: I don't have an iPhone, so no.
2: Hey, Siri? Where are you? I'm over here. Use that. <laughs> that's what I use. But I used the I find your iPhone app. Like, Lucas would be like, I can't well, find my iPad. Hold on. IPad. Let me try
0: that with Google. Okay, Google. Where are you? You can find me on all kinds of devices. See?
2: It works. <laughs> so when you are in your room and you can't find it, instead of using find your iPhone app, just ask Siri where she is. Um, <laughs> that's what I do. But uh, this... There's an issue with find your iPhone app in the greater Houston area. For some reason, Scott Schuster's house is where all the find your iPhone apps point to. (laughs) This poor guy has had people at two in the morning banging on his door. I think he
0: stole their phone, right?
2: He, they oh he stole God. their phone apparently it <laughs> oh says there's God. a lot of irrational people if they're angry drunk or had a rough night lost their phone thought it was stolen they use the find your iphone app and it points to his house <laughs> he's like people <laughs> are like the cops are on their
0: way I'd You he's be suing apple to for first. millions <laughs>
2: yeah for some reason find your iphone app links to his house so his he says that um basically his house was the first in the neighborhood and for some reason google maps like google has apple maps has like used his address to where people lost their phone can you imagine how bad oh my that God, would it's suck Texas,
0: he's gonna get shot
2: Oh, my God. He said nobody has been violent yet. Um, but he, his theory is is that his house was where the first house in the neighborhood. And subsequently, Apple Maps seems to have dis- assigned every home in the neighborhood to his address.
0: <laughs> God, what would you do? Move.
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to move. I, I mean, it's Apple, hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little problem. There's phone. somebody outside trying to shoot me because they think <laughs> I stole the phone. So anyway, poor Scott Schuster.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for it. <laughs>
2: now, if you notice, we haven't been to Florida yet.
0: so Oh, let's head yeah, there. I've been glad about that.
2: Let's head there now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me guess, snake or alligator?
2: No. No? This is Florida Man. Oh,
0: okay. That's oh, the yeah. other third animal I didn't mention.
2: This is in DeBerry, Florida. de Berry, Florida. A man was arrested Friday morning in DeBerry, Florida as he allegedly broke into two homes. This is at two in the morning. Police are called. There's a report of a burglary in a home on High Banks Road, and the police encountered the suspect. He's 34 year old Blake Tokeman. He's naked.
0: (laughs) <laughs> of course, because all Florida men are, apparently. <laughs>
2: Why wouldn't he be naked? So police are like, come out with your hands up. And he's like, hell no, I ain't going down. And he busts out the back window of the home and leaves through the broken window. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Naked. Uh, naked. Huh. So, uh, the police have body cams on, and they're showing the the (laughs) naked man running from the deputy.
0: My guess is he doesn't look like Adonis either.
2: I would imagine not. (laughs) Um, So, he's running from the deputy. He then, this is is escaping the second home that he's broken into. Um, He then um, leaves the window, then jumps into a pool. Okay, the people had a pool in their backyard. Because
0: you can get away that way.
2: <laughs> uh, jumps in a pool, realizes this is a terrible, terrible idea, idea. <laughs> climbs out of the pool, and then begins jumping on the trampoline <laughs> that is also in the backyard. So you've got a naked man who busted out your back window, who then jumped in your pool, climbed out of your pool, and is now jumping on the trampoline. At this point, the deputies all swarm to get custody of the tokeman who then began while jumping on the trampoline karate kicking and like ninja punching <laughs> the deputies
0: drugs are bad. the deputy
2: yeah this is bad um no uh, in addition to being naked <laughs> the sheriff's office has also determined that he was covered in grease <laughs>
0: We want to know from what?
2: Peppermint oil. Oh. And blood.
0: Of course, Um, because he went out and glass cut him all the hell out the window. Broken window.
2: (laughs) Jumped in a pool. So these four people have a greasy, bloody meth head in their pool. Do you you just gotta like drain the water? Well, you gotta
0: drain the water. You gotta you gotta get rid of the trampoline and you gotta burn your house down. You gotta do all three (laughs) of those things.
2: This is going to cost him a lot. You know those companies
0: um, that come in and clean up after floods and stuff. You got to yeah. have one of those come in and do your entire house. And you drain <laughs> your pool. You have them scrub your pool, and then the trampoline's got to go to the neighbor.
2: Now I'm going to read you the rest of the paragraph here mm. because oh, in addition more? to being naked, um. They believe, police believe, he may have been under the influence of an unknown substance. No kidding. (laughs) They said it took three professionals to secure him on a stretcher for evaluation and treatment. (laughs) Meth is drugs are bad kids. Two counts of burglary, three counts of battery on a law enforcement, two counts of criminal mischief, resisting arrest with violence. (laughs) Boy, gonna go to jail for a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is like rural too. This is above Orlando. I just looked it up. It's really rural. Well, I guess you can do meth anywhere, right? Next. Oh, one more. (laughs) I thought we were ending on that one.
2: No, we're not. We can't end on that one. There's. Florida man story. <laughs> um, this is actually in a town my mom lived in last year, Palm Coast, Florida. Okay, this is just the just the dumbest.
0: Yeah, that's up near Jacksonville <laughs> or somewhere, right up that way.
2: Pa- it's yeah. it's I believe south of St. Augustine. Oh yeah, okay. on the coast. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Palm Coast, Flor- Palm Coast, Florida. Police responded to a theft in progress at a Target. Okay. So this guy, I'm going to paint a picture. (laughs) He's wearing like Vans, black socks, pulled up as high as they go about mid-calf. Some cargo shorts. He does not have a shirt on. (laughs) He has various sleeve tattoos. And from the picture, it appears he's missing a few front teeth. But he's young. He's probably 20s, mid-20s. Um, apparently, he goes into a Target and was doing some new shopping around with a cart and saw a Razor scooter. The, the good one, $539.99. Uh, he puts the Razor scooter into the shopping cart and heads to the grocery entrance of Target and just walks out. OK, just just walks out of Target and um, they're like uh, s- somebody just stole. You know, they so they p- called the security and the police. Now, we got to find this guy. So they go running out. Police and authorities go running out of the Target. I guess they're shoplifting people uh, go running out of the Target to like look for this Florida man who has stolen a Razor scooter. And they're like, Everybody run. Let's go find him. Well, they didn't have to run far, Glenn. You know why? Why? Because he was right out front putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he had
0: directions.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, Yeah. He didn't get to ride his ranger scooter, they said, but he did get a free ride to the uh, jail. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, he needed to... Uh, Maybe next time, steal one that's already put together, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he was assembling it on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Florida for you, folks. Thank you, naked, greased up, bloody, and covered in peppermint oil, or just you know, simple the scooter I just stole right outside the doors.
0: <laughs> We're not. We didn't say we have smart people in Florida. <laughs> we never said. That. You, you must but, be so proud. So, can I end on a happy note today? Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> because sure. there's some weird news. Um, so, a happy note. You all know Katie Kermitzos. Uh, that if you listen to this show for any period of time, we've done a couple episodes together where we highlight other podcasts. You know Katie because she he she is Chris Kermitzos, who runs Podfest's wife, uh, and Katie about four or five years ago, started uh, the Women's Meditation Network. She did a business show before that podcast. And then she started this Women's Meditation Network. Where And I've had her on the show, and on this show, talking about it. Um, and she, she does meditation for women. That's exactly what she does. And she does a sleep podcast and several others on the network. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to report that all of us back then said, why are you giving up the successful business show you're doing and going to do thing about meditation? And she said, that's just what my heart's telling me to do. Well, her heart now has 100 million downloads.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow.
0: So we are, they're doing a party in a couple of weeks that I'm going to go to where they're celebrating her 100 million downloads. There's not too many that can say they have a hundred million downloads.
2: That's amazing! Yes, Congratulations. she averages
0: five to seven million a month. Wow! So there you go. We need to start doing meditation for horse people or something. Uh, you know, because our our podcast is not very meditative. I don't think is that a word, by the way. I
2: don't think it's meditative. So <laughs> I think horse people get on their horse and that's how they're their meditation Grooming, yes. riding throwing hay but
0: we could do we could do really creepy meditation stalls. podcasts while they're riding their horse they could listen
2: they're gonna fall off and fall asleep see even talking to a meditation <laughs> meditation lulls so me feel into like the some... horse between your legs oh that's that could get <laughs>
0: that's what I'm saying we could do really creepy meditation podcasts for while you're riding your horse you think we could get 100 million downloads with that
2: End the show. Okay, we'll see everybody. <laughs> it's
0: Tomorrow we will be dark. It's usually the Equine Affair episode, but we did three of those last weekend, so we'll be back on Friday with really bad ads.
1: Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. All right, we didn't
0: plan anything for this, so what do you want to talk about? Oh, my
2: gosh. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the covered in grease and peppermint oil and blood. <laughs> if you get peppermint oil
0: into your wound, it's like putting alcohol in a wound. Can you imagine? Cops have to, like, put that guy in their police car. Oh, of
2: course he's <laughs> naked.
0: Of and who hoses out naked. the back seat? Who's the guy in charge of cleaning out the back seat at the cop station?
2: The same guy in charge of cleaning out the pool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh what else do we want to talk about? Uh, I I got to binge on uh, some TV over the weekend because I was stuck in bed. Uh, oh, what you watch I'm still on the I'm still on the rookie. I'm almost done. I'm almost caught up with the rookie now.
2: What's the rookie about? The
0: rookie is a cop. Uh, he's a guy in his forties who decides to change his career and become a cop and moves to L.A. to become a cop. So he's a rookie at forty uh, now. It's five seasons in, so he's not a rookie anymore, but uh, it's actually pretty good. It's one of those cop shows, and they actually use the call sign, What Adam 12 or One Adam 100? I don't know if they use that in LA, but if they still do, but um, it's actually pretty good. It's got humor in it. It's serious at times. Now, this guy gets into you know a lot of shootouts, a lot more than a normal cop would, but that's what makes it a fun show. Uh, but all the characters are well developed. It's actually a really good cop show because it's got a lot of humor in it, too. Uh, so I really do like it. I do like the rookie.
2: Well, I would like to point out that a new episode of Ted Lasso drops tonight. If you do not have app there's so many good shows on Apple TV right now, it's amazing. I just, I'm just but gonna have to get it do it. You're gonna have to get Ted Lasso. It's just it's the I mean. It's so great. Somebody
0: said, just posted in the auditor room that they saw the last one and it was an oh my God experience.
2: Okay, shh. I haven't seen it yet. Oh,
0: well, apparently it was it an drops oh my God. Two, she a, didn't say days. Okay, here's what she said. It was Rachel. Don't, don't read it. I she don't said, know. She said, okay, where's my Ted la, Lasso la, fans? La, 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 the episode la, la. yesterday, oh my God, am I right? That was all it said. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done.
2: Okay, I was la lying because yeah, but it's she didn't my- say anything. It's my favorite show, and I don't want to know anything about it. It's it's appointment television for Chad and I.
0: So you didn't see last week's? Apparently, it was Oh My God.
2: Last week's was Oh My God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of that's, course. That's what she's saying. Last week's was Oh My God.
2: Yeah, but the, she's talking about the one that airs tonight. She saw it last night. because uh. in some places it it drops on Tuesday night late, and really? you catch it. Yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes it we've seen them on Tuesday nights too. But it's usually Wednesdays, and we look forward to Wednesday nights. So I'm like, gotta get to bed. It's time for Wow. <laughs> and usually, what I'll do is I'll watch last week's and then the current one.
0: You really are dedicated if you're doing that.
2: I love this show. I do.
0: Just All right. love it. You know I'm going to try it and it. hate it, right? Because you like it, I have to hate it. It's going to be a thing.
2: You're, you know, it's. It, oh, let me tell you something. I would like for you to go, apparently on YouTube. This is not just me, okay? There are people that have taken the Big Bang Theory and taken out the laughs. And, oh my God, please go watch some of that. It's like they deliver a line and then another line and then another one. But they've taken out the laughs in between. And I want you to see if you're going to ferociously laugh at every line in between it. <laughs> it's amazing. Actually, can you find it right now and play it? Can you play from YouTube right now?
0: I, I, I yeah, let me get the YouTube. What am I searching for?
2: Uh, let's uh, let's go to YouTube and then Big Bang No Laugh.
0: Oh, you're not going to do it. We're not going to. We're not going to bang on Big Bang here on this show.
2: I just want you to hear it because you always give me a hard time about not liking Big Bang, and I say it's because of the laugh track.
0: There is no laugh track. They had an audience. I was in the studio. I saw it.
2: Yeah, you're going to tell me you ferociously laughed. Okay, if you look, it says Big Bang Theory, no laugh laugh track. Big Bang Theory, but without the laugh track. It's big Bang funniest yes but they you're laughing but they also add and post a lot of laughing you cannot <laughs> tell me that you ferociously vivaciously laugh I've watched every episode every there every 10 line. times
0: and I still laugh like that
2: no you don't yes, shut I do. up. well listen play one of these things
0: <laughs> you know this is all just fake right?
2: Just watch it. Just play it.
0: Well, I'm trying to find it.
2: It's Big Bang Theory. No, I just did Big Bang. No laugh, and it comes yeah, I'm up. Waiting
0: for the commercials.
2: <laughs> okay, so you've clicked on one.
1: Ah, nothing makes beer taste better than cool, clear Rocky Mountain spring water.
0: We're at the Rocky Mountains, anyway. Oh okay, enough, there's yeah. no audience in this at all. Really, I thought they were out west someplace. Think about it, Raj. Where did the movie Rock? Yeah, that's just fake. There's no audience there at all. <laughs> there's
2: Glenn taking out the laughing. That's how terrible this show is. <laughs> it's
0: you must not have been. Well, you were born. When were you born?
2: It's not
0: Because funny. every sitcom in up until the '90s had laugh tracks.
2: I know, but what I'm saying is, they it's just so much on that show. And this is, they've taken out all the laughs, they've just edited out, and that is the yeah, show because, without the laughs. So it's just interesting to listen to, and you can't even listen to the whole clip because you're offended well, I didn't at get how sued. terrible it There's is. There's
0: that, too. Um, oh,
2: it's the post-show, Glenn. Nobody's getting <laughs> sued. I think, Whitney Houston, you're going to be fine.
0: All right, I will try Ted Lasso. I <laughs> will okay. right, we'll give it a try. Uh, actually, I do think I got Apple for something else last week.
2: Well, there you go. So and now there's can... a new show with Rob Lowe and he is uh, like an inventor. It is pretty good too. And there's one. Uh, called did you Tr- try?
0: Did you try the one that was animal? Something It's a comedy about an animal. Uh, the, the guy who uh, goes out and the animal collector or whatever, uh, the animal control person. It was terrible.
2: I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah, we didn't make there's it. There's a way. show called Shrinking, which is Harrison Ford and uh, Jason, uh, what's his last name? Jason Siegel is pretty good. Um, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of really good shows on
0: Apple. The okay. Morning
2: Show, I think you'd like the Morning Show got a little is dark Is that for the me, one
0: with, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Ju- Aniston and, and Reese Witherspoon. Ah, okay, gotcha. Jennifer Aniston, yep. I was thinking but Julie, no. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, but she's on something else.
2: Yeah, no, this yeah. is, uh, but yeah, Ted Lasso's worth getting the whole darn thing for.
0: All right. And I guess I'm catching up to do, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're on season three. I think this is the final season too.
0: So if I like it, that'll be good. Cause then I can download a bunch of episodes and watch them on the plane when I go to Europe next month.
2: There you see. Perfect. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll give it a try.
2: Okay,
0: but I'll give it a try. Um, so again, thank you to all of the auditors who came out this weekend to see me. That was fun. It was good to see you guys. Missed you guys. Yeah, and Jamie will get to see you. Well, you know you won't. And we got it. By the way, you need to look up some stuff for uh, Land Rover on for Monday's show because we should probably talk about Land Rover on Monday. Everybody's
2: going to see me if they come to the movement at Monty. Yes, and they're going to see you too.
0: Yeah, and that's middle of June
2: is the 16th 17th
0: and 18th and do you, so are there still tickets do we know
2: there are still tickets available but it, i mean seriously come on you guys let's do this get now you tickets. get to
0: see both of us you get to hang out with them. you get to go to a jared rogers a private concert with jared
2: Jared Rogerson concert, Monty Roberts training horses, Glenn walking around just doing what Glenn does. I'm going to be training horses as well. It's <laughs> I don't have to work. This is so fun. great
0: for me. You have to work. I just have to watch you work.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's and it's at Monty's farm. So, I mean, it's just like the most beautiful place on the planet.
0: Yeah, I like this. I didn't think about it, but yeah, I don't have to work at this one.
2: You gotta do nothing.
0: I think we have to do one show at some point. We have to do. We we're talking to Debbie, and we need to do uh, horses in the morning at some point. But, okay, but I'll be
2: busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Sorry, your pro show was sucky today.
2: Just, oh, it was not sucky. It was fantastic <laughs> because you got to listen to Big Bang Theory with
1: no laugh. <laughs> That's, the That's
0: the crazy person alert.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. That's you. Congratulations. You made it through another post-show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.
0: All right, let me do the uh, coming up in today's show. Three, two, one. Well, coming up in today's show, we have Kathleen Hake. She's going to join us to talk about horse snowshoes from the Vikings to today and the upcoming Medieval Carriage Symposium. Plus, I'm going to find out why my wife, Coach Jen booked a vet appointment for Scooter without telling me while I was away. We're going to find out about that. Jamie, do you have any weird news?
2: Uh, just a little. Okay. May we may head down to Florida. Okay, Just saying.
0: Yeah, figures. <laughs> and we will do a post-show. We don't know what, but uh, we'll get back to you on that later on. Cut. All right. <clears throat>
1: you did
3: good not coughing.